0: Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hello. Tori.
1: Hello, Internet.
0: And Dave. Hi, everybody. And as we always do, we're going to start with good thing. Um, Tori, let's start with you. What's what's your good thing this week?
1: So... My parents and I are planning to go see Glass when it comes out in January, I think. So we started re-watching M. Night Shyamalan movies, and uh, I have not seen Unbreakable since it came out, and I just recently rewatched it. That was only my oh. second time seeing it, and I hadn't seen it since it came out, and <laughs> I really enjoyed it.
2: That is definitely a good one. Bet you can't wait till you get to Avatar The Last Airbender.
1: Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually have not seen it at all because I heard how bad it was. But I just didn't bother to watch it. And no, I'm not going to watch it. Um, but I am looking forward to Split, which I, I haven't seen at all. So that's next on the list.
3: Split? Is that. I? Um, actually, I sort of stopped following them after um, the <laughs> happening. Then right. I'm like, I give up.
1: Same. Same. Um, I thought Sixth Sense was amazing back when yep. it came out. It blew my mind. Uh, I know a lot of people hate it, but I really enjoyed Signs. Um, but I then, actually
3: haven't seen that one.
1: I liked it. I thought it was, it all came together at the end. But yeah, the happening was, um, very disappointing and, um, so I didn't realize that split was a thing, uh, but James McAvoy's character in the upcoming Glass movie um, had his own movie apparently that I completely missed. I didn't, I didn't know it was a thing, but my parents were like, "Yeah, it's uh, he's got his own movie, and you're going to have to watch it before this one comes out." So I'm excited.
0: Well, since this is the Good Things segment, I'm not going to comment on Shyamalan. Hey,
3: Unbreakable's uh, good. Let's let's just focus on that.
0: Unbreakable was all right. That's that's the best I got for him. Uh, Dave, why don't we why I, don't we jump over to you? I What's your good Unbreakable, thing this week? Sixth Sense
2: and Avatar, the last Airbender, were the only M Night Shyamalan movies I've ever actually watched.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you went from like one extreme to the other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember liking Unbreakable, but I thought it was like dumb. Uh, like oh, this guy's invincible, and his arch nemesis. Is a an extremely invincible
0: guy, <laughs>
2: like that
0: was, extremely you know, invincible. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a cross quote. We're cross quote. We're w- saving that what? one.
3: <laughs> I want to quickly interject before we move on to the next good thing. Um, they have announced Netflix has decided to do uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender live action. action
2: I'm excited for it. If Kitzko and Di Martino are hands on in the development of this, it's going to be amazing.
3: No, they're making it. They're the ones who are going to make it.
2: then it's going to be amazing. I know we I can actually be excited about it. I am excited about it, and I think that it's gonna it's gonna require some extreme cleverness, but I think they're up to it, but I think taking the sense of humor. And having the sense of humor carry over into a live action show where in the past they relied so much on vibrant animation and sound effects Mm -hmm. that aren't really going to fit in with live action. But I still think there's still going to be some humor to it and they're going to figure out a way to make it all work because they're amazing.
1: As long as that poor peasant with his cabbages shows that.
2: Oh, absolutely. Cabbage merchant. Yeah. Everybody's favorite character. Yeah. He dropped them all down Death Mountain.
3: (laughs) That's true. It just keeps coming. (laughs) My cabbages. So my good
2: thing this week, I talked last week about Overclocked Remix, and my good thing this week is kind of related to it. It is a website. It is called rainwave.cc. That's the URL, rainwave.cc. It is an online music station that plays video game music, and they have a few different channels. They have one specifically dedicated for Overclocked Remix. They have one for original game soundtracks. They have one that's all 8-bit and older chip tunes. And they've got one that's, you know, remixes besides overcollect Remix. And then they have one that just mushes them all together. And they have a really cool stream overlay. If you stream on Twitch or YouTube and you like to have music playing, you have a really cool little widget that can show you what's currently playing. And, you know, if you heard about Overclock remix last week and you don't know quite how to get into it well just turn on rainwave.cc go over to the oc remix channel and it has links to each individual remix as they're playing so if you hear something you like you can go ahead and check out Overclock remix via
3: rainwave.cc now they used to have like some sort of app or something like that i think because I-, I thought i listened to them on my phone before but it's actually been a while I think the
2: app is third-party, but if you get the stream URL, you can play it through any mobile stream player. So I've done it a couple different ways.
1: That sounds really cool. What was that URL again?
2: I will type it in good things, but I will also repeat it again for our viewers at home that can't see anything because it's an audio show. Rainwave, R-A-I-N-W-A-V-E, dot C-C, Charlie Charlie.
1: Hooray. I know what I'm doing later.
3: Okay. Uh, Craig, I believe yeah. you're up next. Um, So unfortunately, I've been a little light on the video games because I've been playing Minecraft, which is maybe I did it as a good thing before. So I'm not going to like repeat myself. Um, however, I will say that my wife and I, um, we've been watching a number of things on Plex. She's been uploading it uh on our server that we have like just a bunch of movies and stuff that we've collected throughout the years just you know cranking through the list uploading them and uh every now and then we get to a TV show and we've been watching psych um we're actually near the end and I like the earlier seasons of psych better but I I think that's a good thing uh I like I like psych there's there's funny. a lot of different like in jokes <laughs> and and other things that have popped up that just I say and I use because of it, and really, it all started because my my friend, who, my best friend since like childhood. Uh, he showed me like the show or something like that, and I watched. It. I'm like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. Watched a couple episodes, and then I'm like, wait, that's just like Gus, like Sean and Gus is like me and him, and I'm like, he never talked about it, and I sent it back to him, and then he watched it and he loved it, so. In a weird way, he, like, got me to watch it, and then I got him to watch it. I, I don't know how that works, but that worked. Are you
2: Sean or Gus? Uh, I'm you're I'm Gus. more of a Gus. Yeah, you're definitely Gus. Yeah,
0: he's Sean. He, he's no, more you're high-term. You're both ways, Sean. Craig, don't be exactly half of an 11-pound Black Forest ham. I guess it's my turn, then. So my good thing this week is a webcomic called The Order of the Stick. Uh, this Ooh. is. It started off as sort of a uh, gag-a-day, make fun of Dungeons and Dragons sp- um, web comic. Like there wasn't really much of a plot. They were just sort of in a dungeon, hanging out, murdering stuff, getting but I don't know, getting we're
3: loot Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Um, but like as as the thing progressed, you get first off, uh, they they start introducing like arc villains and and an overarching storyline, and then you find out, like, as the thing keeps going on, there's just more and more and more, and it's this incredibly deep and textured story, and the art is stick figure, but, like, it's really, really good. Um, it is.
3: It's, it's amazing how expressive he can actually be. Just yeah, despite them just being stick figures.
0: Yeah, and it's been going for a really long time. Um, the update schedule is whenever there's a comic, there's a comic. Um, because the creator has a sort of chronic illness that he doesn't really talk about. But um, it keeps him from, you know, putting out putting out regular updates. But whatever, what he does put out is amazing. And it's still fairly frequent. So, you know, I'm not even mad at it. Um, in addition, it also served as a host for... Um one of my other favorite uh webcomics, which is called Earthworld. Um, which I will likely get to at some point in the future on a good thing. But right now, Order of the Stick, very, very good. Wonderful story.
3: Good D and D jokes. Great great job, everybody. Hooray. So I I back something of his I think he read yeah,
2: his books, but he, he had a Kickstarter where he had a get some upfront money to reprint some of his old right. books. All of the web comics are actually published in paper form, and you can buy them. And plus, they have bonus material that's outside of the main plot, either to give backstory or just other gags. And the one, the limited edition one, the green one, Sniff, Snails, and Dragon Tails, that was available if you supported his Kickstarter.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, in addition... I- in in exclusively in print, there are a couple of there are a couple of books that completely cover entirely new territory. Yep. Um, I
2: think one of my favorite things is at one point uh, the main villain he has a henchman named Red Cloak, and mm-hmm. one I think just at one point he calls him Wrong Eye, which is hilarious if you read the backstory books, <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense if you don't. But uh, so like the backstory books. Will kind of spoil some of the things in the main story, but I would say it's probably s- still most interesting if you read them chronologically and yeah. start with um, Start of Darkness and then start with the backstory. Yeah the uh, the number on the spine is negative one.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Right, and
0: it's got like one through six that are the main series. If if like you're it? reading the print stuff, that is that is the new stuff. Um, it's expected that you're more or less caught up to the the webcomic at that point. Um and if you're reading the web comic, it's expected that you probably haven't read the exclusive print stuff, so there's nothing like plot relevant that you need. Um but there's a few extra like little in jokes that you'll get. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. There's a few extra in jokes, exactly.
2: Plus uh uh-huh. I mean the the extra bonus stories are just they're good too.
3: Oh, yeah, so, yeah, I would no. say
2: they'd be worth picking up.
3: Super-duper good. Um, yeah, I was going to say I have some magnets. I'll order stick magnets.
2: Oh, yeah, you still have the one on your dishwasher?
3: Yeah, that's how when I can Roy, tell if it's cleaner. upside down, the dishes are dirty.
2: <laughs> You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> um. So, it, was my, it was my idea. <laughs> it was. So
1: this my, week... My favorite. <laughs> Go ahead, Tori. My favorite order of the stick uh, strip is one of the very earliest ones where they're going through the dungeon, making the move silently check. (laughs) I rolled a four. Hey guys, did you hear me?
3: (laughs) And also, I I like when they had the D and D fourth edition rules pop up and like the things changed, and they had to figure out. The differences. Yeah, that was
2: in Snip Snails and Dragon Tales, actually.
3: Yeah. Well,
0: they didn't ever actually convert to fourth edition. It was three well, the 0 first to three point five. Episode
2: is them converting from three to three point five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and the bard like suddenly gets uh, gets armor and extra skill points, and the, <laughs> halfling, the halfling can no longer use like human sized daggers, so his weapons just shrink, and it's like, all bitter about it. <laughs>
0: But none of that matters because he is a sexy, shoeless god of war. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, we had four chapters to cover this week. Uh, In addition, uh, we have a cast list to to put out there. So which one do we want to do first?
2: I think based on some of my cast choices, at least one of them, I would uh, like to go over the chapters first. All right. Because I cast a character that pops up in uh, this series of chapters that we had seen before. Well, he'll, you know who I'm talking about. Pops Do I? At the end no, of chapter 25.
1: Okay. okay. Go over the chapters.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Chapter 22. I'm just going to read my bullet points here. Vin reads logbook. Terrace men's superpowers spooky hanky finn feels discluded oh ferrucamy store physical attributes and bits of metal strength memories eyesight spooky hanky (laughs) ham married yaden married breeze self-motivated docks from plantation finn has friends oh dachshund story okay so this uh, chapter starts off with our main character or one of our two main characters. I think she's the one on the cover, so I think of her as the main character, but you could argue for either Vin or Kelsior as the main character, at least uh, up to the point that we've read so far.
0: Uh, okay, so... Um, Vin, before you go into that, I want to learn more about these spooky handkerchiefs. Same. I'm getting to it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go in order. Vin's reading the logbook and she finds out about the the fact that terrorist men have superpowers a uh, a certain kind of sort of allomancy, not really, related to metals that they can wear. And while she's reading the logbook, Spooks, or Lester Burns, as his uh, actual name is, Spooks gives her a handkerchief. And She's like, what's up with this handkerchief? And he just gets really shy and runs away. So that's the spooky hanky. It's, <laughs> it's uh, Spooks's <laughs> handkerchief.
3: It makes so, sense. Sorry to disappoint you. Nah, it's a good pun. I would oh.
1: interject really quick that my, I have a cat named Spooky, and he thinks <laughs> you're talking about him right now. He's so confused that he keeps hearing his name come out of these speakers.
2: <laughs> Alright, so at this time, we have Dachshund who just came to the plantation and he's meeting with Renault, and Vin's like, why didn't they invite me? How come they're leaving me out of the group? I'm part of the crew, too. So she goes off to find SayZed and first of all, asks him about uh, what is this Tarisman superpower and He explains that it is called ferukimi, and it means that they can store some physical attributes in bits of metal and wear them as jewelry, so they can store them, and then they can recharge them when they have to and use them up when they have to. And I just want to say, first off, I like the word ferrucame. It seems to be derived from the Latin uh, root that means iron, as in the element iron. That's why the abbreviation is F-E, because I think ferris is Latin for iron. So I like When I see made up words, I like trying to figure out where they came from. So it's kind of a mix between alchemy and Ferris. And he, you know, tells her that they can store strength and memories. And she figures out that he, well, she posits that he was also using it to store eyesight. That's how come when he came to save her, he was able to see her through the mist. And uh, also, I'm, Really curious which material Vin's earring is made out of because I suspect that there may be some form of Ferukami stored in Vin's earring. And either at some point she will find a Ferukamist to draw on its power, or maybe even Vin herself will learn how to use Ferukami and suddenly realize that she has, if it's made of copper, maybe some memories of her past or her family, or even of the Lord Ruler's up and comingness in that earring and then she asks about the spooky hanky and says says well that's what uh that's a noble practice it's uh if a guy likes a girl and he wants to seriously court her he will give her a handkerchief and she apparently uh apparently spooks is a eunuch and i don't remember if that ever came up
3: before but he still has a crush Did you on say ben. Spooks or do you mean Cezed?
2: I honestly, the way it's written in the book, it's unclear
3: because I mean it's not a spoiler. It's SayZed. is okay. It hard.
2: makes more sense that Cezed would be a eunuch, but I, I didn't write down the page number. But it's it's just a one line with where Cezed was just talking about Lester Burns. And Vin has one line in italicized text of what she's thinking, and she says, or she's like, silly, Seyzed, he's a eunuch. And is she referring to
0: Sazed, or is she referring to Lester Burns? So I don't think it was written very clearly, or I'm dumb. Well, we can, we can clear this up right now. She is thinking of Sazed. Spook is not a eunuch.
2: Okay. Well, it's clear now, but... It wasn't when I read it, and I reread it like five times because I was trying to figure out which of the two she was thinking about.
1: I've got the relevant page here if we want to look at it. Yeah, go for it. Um. So, Vin is saying no. He can't really want to roll a four because he's um so much younger than I am. Says it says the boy is fifteen, mistress. That only makes him one year your junior. Two, Vin said. I turned 17 last week.
0: Happy birthday, Vin.
1: He isn't really that much younger than you. Vin rolled her eyes. I don't have time for his attentions. One would think, mistress, that you would appreciate the opportunities you have. Not everyone is so fortunate. Vin paused. He's a eunuch, you fool.
2: Okay, I understand it now. (laughs) I, it's, I see now that she is responding to his comments. Not everyone is so fortunate, but I took that to mean he thinks that Vin is pretty and has suitors, which she does, is and does. So uh it didn't really come off, I think, the way that it was intended. So she's saying you fool to herself and he referring to SayZed, not you fool to Cezid and he referring to Lester Burns.
1: Right.
2: In uh, a straight reading, it- could go either way i've heard it both
0: ways except i haven't
2: <laughs> all right so spooky hanky and then you know she goes on to you know talk about the team and all and how come she's not being included and says it just makes like you know an offhand comment about how ham doesn't get to see his wife and that yaden is also married and Vin says, "Is Breeze married?" And it said, "I think he's a little too self-motivated, which either means that he is a playboy, or maybe even more subtly that he is gay." I actually wasn't really sure about him when he was first introduced, but he doesn't really—you don't really see him flirting too much, though either. So he's—you know—like his personality type is really smooth and can manipulate, you know, people's feelings, you know. He could easily be playing the field, but he's also a little flamboyant. I don't know. Anyway, uh, she also learns that Dox is from a plantation and that he's got some kind of backstory with his romance that she will soon find out about. And, you know, at this point, you just gotta say to yourself, Vin feels like she's being left out, but she isn't really taking that much of an interest in her friend, so maybe she is the one kind of leaving herself out. Mm. And then you know Doxen and Renault do apologize that they didn't call on her to be in the meeting so that she could be included and she finds out finds out about how Doxen was from a plantation and he uh was with the love of his life and they were living it up as much as Scott could and they were sneaking around and the whole village was excited about their romance until one day their owner decided that uh he wanted to have a good time with Dachshund's loved one. And of course, as we all know, nobleman and ska are not to interbreed, and when one has his way with a ska woman, he must have her killed soon after. So that is Dachshund's tragic backstory. And we end the chapter twenty two with that. Alright, on to chapter twenty three Ball Gossip John Reunion with Ellen, Fellette Blobs a lot. Blabs a
3: lot.
2: What? <laughs> blabs a lot. Ellen Tanky. Vin follows Ellen Hastings and Lee Cal. Possible noble rebellion group. Cal here is back. Yay! All right, so Vin is at a ball, and she's at a table full of people. People have started to trust her, and she's you know in more closer to the position of getting some inside information, which was her role in the group all along. So. Things are moving along with her development within the Noble Society. And you know, Sean comes up again and belittles her and stuff. And remember if anything actually I just wrote Sean. I didn't write if anything important happened during that encounter between them. But anyway, she meets back up with Ellen whom she hasn't seen at the balls too much lately. And, you know, when she heard Dachshund's story about how noblemen uh treat ska like objects and don't care you know if they want to have an affair with a ska woman and you know it's not morally wrong to them and she's she is a ska and she has a crush on this noble boy so she kind of breaks up into tears in front of ellen and just basically blurts out did you ever have relations with a ska woman and he said when I was 13, my dad made me, but I didn't know that she would be killed afterward, and I haven't ever since. So he says, and then, you know, they had kind of share a moment there, and then Ellen gives his handkerchief to Lady Valette. So we have a little love triangle going uh-uh. on right
3: now. Spooky handkerchief.
2: <laughs> it's not spooky, it's Ellen. Ellen's <laughs> handkerchief. Ellen's handkerchief. Elvin handkerchief. Plus one elven handkerchief. It gives you a plus one to your move silently check while sneezing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, and and, and also, you know, back to Dachshund's backstory, you kind of see how he is against the nobles as well, and how he doesn't uh, really feel like they deserve to live, and why he puts up with Kelsier's bloodthirstiness. But uh, anyway, Vin goes and gets permission from Caesar to use her Allomancy so she can spy on Elend and his little group and you know they got a they got a little maybe not like a rebellion cooking but they complain about the things that stink about noble life how they don't actually own anything they don't really have any control over their destiny and they don't like that and uh Kelsier pops up while she's spying on him and they, uh you know Kelsier is At least convinced that uh, Ellen and his friends don't deserve to die immediately, (laughs) for what it's worth, but he is skeptical about whether they have the same goals or intentions of overthrowing the Lord Ruler, or if they're just trying to form future alliances with each other. All right. Any questions about chapter 23, class? No? No class? Okay. Chapter 24. Vin is enjoying her new life in Friends spook speak. Vin with Ham to visit Garrison. Rebellion. Ham agrees to march north to help Garrison. Okay,
3: so oh, wait, wait, wait. When you wrote rebellion, did you actually like, you know, write it all out? Do dot, <laughs> I... dot, dots. No, just three question marks this time. Oh, okay. So
2: Vin is, you know relieved that Ellen is not absolutely reprehensible as she was starting to fear. And she's just, Kelsey is back. Everyone's in good moods. They got a bottle of wine. She's just enjoying time with her friends. And this is kind of, this is a cute little scene here also where Lester Burns is speaking in his like guttural utterances and how everyone kind of understands him, except for Breeze. And Breeze is the one that's supposed to be the good communicator in being able to talk to people. So it's actually it's really funny that everybody else kind of can do the spook speak. And even out of nowhere, Lester Burns himself actually just says one line normally. And so I'm really curious about how intentional he is with the weird way he talks. Uh, there was a, a previous point, I think actually in this set of chapters where he's talking to Vin and, you know, it specifically says that he had to make an effort to talk normally so that Vin could understand him. But here he just like blurts it out, out of nowhere. So I wonder, uh, I wonder if he actually just talks normal, but talks weird because he thinks he's cool. I don't know. <laughs> or just because it's some kind of code language that he is developing, which, But uh, if that comes up in a later chapter, that'll be really cool. Maybe this is a little hint to that. Okay, and then the next day, Ham is going to see his military contacts in the garrison just to reconnoiter and to show Vin some specifics on how to use pewter. And one of the garrisoners mentions a rebellion and asks Ham to join them, marching north to help the northern garrison because... Some rebellion attacked them, and where'd this rebellion come from? I don't know. And, um, they you know, I had a lot of questions myself because weren't they supposed to hide out in the caves until everybody was in place and they were ready to execute their plan? So, what's going on here? But, uh, Ham agrees to go along with the garrison of Luthadel, and, you know, that's the end of chapter 24. Here's chapter 25. Ham will go with Garrison. Kel thinks Renault will be safe. Pewter trip to caves. Sixteen hours. Rip (laughs) army. Kel and Vin return to caves to find survivors. They meet Demo plus 2K and peace out. During nap time, Menace the dentist talks to Kel. The greatest military victory the Sky have ever known. Sander Tsunami
3: when? (laughs) Tsunami? Yeah, that's,
1: I remember you guys
2: it's
3: liking... The Sanderson the Andri- avalanche.
1: Sanderson tsunami.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it should be Sanderson tsunami.
1: Sanderson tsunami.
3: You I, I do enjoy Sanderson tsunami. Oh. So, na- so many things.
2: <laughs> and, you know, a lot of action is happening here in Chapter 25. There's this whole battle breaking out, but, I mean, it's not... There's still so much that has to happen. It kind of reminds me of... And maybe I even mentioned this during Elantris... It reminds me of A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens, where you're like, running out of pages, nothing's really happening, running out of pages, got 20 pages left, everything happens!
1: Oh my gosh, yes! <laughs> I have compared this to Tale of Two Cities before myself.
2: Awesome. That's a great book.
1: <laughs> it's a that fantasy. should
2: be my good thing. I should go back and reread it so it can be my good thing.
1: Yes. Uh, anyway,
2: so, uh, Kelsey agrees with Ham well doesn't re- Ham said that he would go with the Del Garrison, but he doesn't really want to. But Kelsier says that he should, and Ham's not too sneaky, so he's afraid that he might say something he shouldn't. He's not really a good liar. He's just the muscle guy and slash philosopher. So you know he's not, doesn't really like the duplicitous nature of what he has to do here, but he goes on with him. And Kel thinks that Renault will be safe because. You know, the Ska army, they, they're made if they may have captured some of the rebellion army and they're afraid that some of them might talk. But none of the people that they recruited in front of Renault. You know, thought that Renault was in on it, so he thinks that Renault will be safe. Uh, we don't find out in this part. So he and Vin have to get up to the caves as fast as they possibly can and they flare not just to burn they flare pewter for 16 hours straight to book it up onto the caves
3: that is that is pretty ridiculous
2: yeah i mean they basically like i think she they had like golf ball sized pewter pellets so they, they had like Significantly larger pewter pellets than they...
3: Well, I think they had to ingest in mid-travel as well.
2: Yeah, and he also said, you know, to bring a lot of water. I guess partly to ingest, but also because you are I'm sure you're losing a lot of water through sweat with all that
3: running as well. I mean, to put it in perspective, I recently drove cross-country, and we had a 16-hour day in the car. But even that, we got the stop. It's so long. 16 hours of running. I don't
1: even want to do anything I enjoy for 16
3: hours.
2: (laughs) So anyway, they find out that the northern garrison has basically slaughtered the army. And, you know, Kel tries to go in and be a one-man wrecking crew and save them. But Vin has to remind Kel of something that he had told her. They are not invincible. Kelsier is not invincible. So she talks some sense into him, and they go back to the caves to see if there are any survivors. And we meet Demu, who is the the cool dude that they promoted at, when Kelsier was visiting the caves. And I think that's the guy that he like fake allomanted during his little brawl. I mean, he uh, real allomantic, It's just that. Oh well, yeah, he him. <laughs> so they find. A couple thousand troops, and you know, while they are, you know, after they leave the caves while they're traveling back and to wherever it is, they will head to start integrating these people back in this god society. Uh, people are having a nap, but Kelsier can't sleep because he blames himself for everything that happened. He says, you know, they made me into a god, and I enjoyed it, and I encouraged them, and I told them that. I could give them superpowers and I really inflated Yaden's ego and Yaden thought that he would be able to take, uh, take down this garrison. And I mean, they did take out thousands of noble soldiers. So it was the greatest victory the sky had ever known. Uh, so says Menace, who is the old man from the introduction. I, I believe he was my favorite character from the introduction, actually in the earlier recording. And so end scene, end chapter, end part, and we'll find out what happens next week. Alright, good episode.
3: Okay. So what <laughs> what are your theories then? Where's this going? I go? heard one theory of his. He definitely threw one out there. I my
2: theories I Yeah. Any I mean I don't want to repeat old theories unless you want me to. Or maybe you do. You could do a TLDR. Okay. Just you know, throw it I, out there. I like still think, I have this one. I still think that Vin is going to abandon her party to go off with Ellen. And
3: you don't split the party, dude.
2: <laughs> I I still think that you know the Lord Ruler is actually doing something, and the world's going to be in trouble because they're going to kill him. Uh, as far as new theories, I mentioned a thing about Lester Burns. You know, he, he, maybe he's developing some kind of secret language for the rebellion. I don't know. Uh, what else did I say? Yeah, I guess this was kind of a surprise. I just, I thought that everybody would stick with the plan until a certain point. Now, they did send some scouts out to assure that Yadin was in fact dead. So, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I'm still really suspicious of Renault also, but. I mean maybe it's going to be really interesting when Ham actually has to do some fighting against the Ska so I don't know what he's going to end up doing he might maybe he'll get himself quote captured
3: to by the Ska <laughs> that would be a good way out of his situation <laughs> All right um sorry guys I messed up
0: <laughs> why don't we oh. They've cornered me. I'm done for. <laughs> They're going to take
2: me prisoner.
0: <laughs> why don't we go ahead and get into our cast list, then?
2: All right, do you want to go by character and just... You know, yeah. Why don't, well, let's do... Mike, you want to go through a list of characters, and we'll each give who we have cast as that character?
0: Okay. Um, I guess we'll just start with my list, and if anybody has anything else after we're done with this, then we can go into that. So sure. I've started with Kelsier. As as my first person cast, and I have Neil Patrick Harris. Alright,
3: I, I can see that. I don't know. I mean, he's really good, but I picture Kelsey as older. Like he, uh, Neil, Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris doesn't have the old. father figure to me. Well, that's because
0: he's, you know, an actor and is going to perpetually look about 25.
2: Yep. <laughs> well, they, he'll look whatever age they need him to look.
0: Yeah. But um, I mean, if you can do comedy, right
2: color hair, unlike my choice.
0: Yeah, if you can do comedy, you can do anything. Comedy is the hardest one, and he can do comedy. Plus, you know, Kelsey.
2: wasn't a comedy, was it?
0: Mm -hmm. I
3: mean, I know he's been in other comedies. uh, Like I don't really think it counts anyway, since he was actually a kid then, and I'm sure his acting has improved since then. Oh, significantly. (laughs) Um, Just watch How I Met Your Mother. Which, if you yeah. haven't yet, why
0: not? It's very Or good. just I mean, watch
3: Dr. Horrible.
0: I mentioned this from maybe
2: episode two or three of Mistborn, and I'm sticking with it. I like Benedict
3: Cumberbatch. All I think right. That
1: was my choice.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> Craig, who'd you have? So, uh, you're going to have to skip me. Really? I. So I am not good at this. I I'm, I'm skipped
2: out on an I... afternoon Zelda race because <laughs> we didn't no. think we would finish in time for the recording, and we finished about half an hour. before That wasn't why. I, I was. I've, I've that was busy. the
3: excuse you gave us. Uh, no, I told you I was busy. When I said we had the podcast record, and I had other stuff to do before the podcast. All right. I seriously tried I'm to like think to put about put together a cast
2: list, which you neglected to do.
3: I tried. I just cannot. I don't know actors. I seriously, I'm like, I I have a picture visualizing the characters. Well, no, so I have a a visual of the characters, and I'm like, I have no idea which actor fits these people. Like, okay, like, like Kelsey, it's like, okay, he's people from other media. So, as an example, Kelsey is charismatic. Uh, I picture him a bit of a father figure, though not not quite, but maybe like late 30s, early 40s. Um, Mike threatening to cut my whole part. Thanks, Mike.
1: No, just the bit where we're arguing about not knowing what we're doing.
3: Well, I wanted to bring it up earlier, but then we just like steamrolled into the section. I'm like, oh crap, these guys, they don't know. Cause you, you, I actually forgot until last night, as you saw. Um, when I mentioned in the Discord, oh crap, I forgot we had to do this thing. Um, but like, like yeah, I'm thinking about, it. I'm like, I have no idea who this is. Like, I'm thinking of, uh, Breeze. Like, okay, he's, He's not quite charismatic, like he's slightly overweight, I think he's described. He's lazy. Like, who is that kind of actor that exudes this? Oh, I got a great hate? one for him. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I've got a pretty and, good and, one, too. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. My problem is I can't think of people, and I tried. I really did try with my okay. day. I'm sorry
2: <laughs> that I ragged on you so hard, Craig. All
0: right, moving on. My next character is Marsh. Uh, which I felt was important to look at immediately after Kelsier because they are brothers. You want a couple of people who look similar. I went with John Barrowman. I don't know who that is. Uh, That is um, Captain Jack Harkness from Doctor Who and uh, Torchwood. Uh, He's also been on Arrow most recently as Merlin, I think. I don't know. I don't watch Arrow.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't think I've seen anything with him in it, but I just looked him up. But Well he's he's a very fun actor.
0: He does genre stuff like constantly. Uh He looks like Marsh. And yeah, I I think he I think he could also, you know, pull off pull off the uh the intensity that Marsh brings.
3: Yeah, okay. Given just the by the pictures, I could see that.
1: So I went kind of a different direction for Marsh. My pick for Marsh was Tom Hardy.
0: Okay. I wanted to fit Tom Hardy in here somewhere, and I just couldn't.
1: Because well, I thought, because Marsh's nickname is Iron Eyes, and I kind of thought, yeah, he could do that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, I don't think we heard Tori's Kelsier, by the way.
1: Oh, it was because it was the same as uh, Dave's Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah. That's the why that's why I didn't go
0: to her. Uh so Dave, who's your who's your Marsh, or do you have one?
2: I did write one down. Uh Kelsiers Benedict Cumberbatch, a uh, very popular from the Sherlock Holmes BBC series. And he has a brother, so just get the guy that played Minecraft Holmes. And he can be Marsh. <laughs> what?
0: Mycroft Holmes and Uh not from not from that series. I don't I don't see oh, that one at all. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um what I yeah. could see from there is the dude who played Moriarty.
2: You know, as I was about to say this, I was thinking of the guy that played Moriarty and he's a phenomenal actor and much better looking than the guy that played Minecraft terms.
0: So yeah, if I could if I could tweak yours slightly, I'd go I go that way.
2: I actually agree. I I will have it tweaked.
0: Um <laughs> All right, next up, I've got Vin, and I am casting Vin with a fairly obvious pick. I think Uh, Firefly era Summer Glau. I don't know. I don't know what she's doing lately, but um, at that point, yeah, like
1: yeah, if we could time travel and make that happen, that would be perfect. Like she basically was Vin on
2: time travel. Don't even worry about it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I guess I could see that.
1: Yeah, I wasn't thinking of time travel, though. I was trying to look for someone current and about the right age. And so I, and I had to look up her name because I didn't know it. But, uh, Brianna Hildebrand, who recently played, um, what's it? Negasonic Teenage Warhead in right. the Dead
0: Oh, right. She's great. Yeah, I could see that. I was, I think
1: uh... pull off Vin's, um, street smarts and distrustful and but i think she could also do vin's vulnerability too
3: yeah Hmm. that's that's a good choice and it's actually she exists now and not in the past well summer
0: glow isn't like
3: dead i just don't know what she's been doing lately
2: um all right dave i got someone she's cute she's tough she's short she's got dark hair She's been in multiple (laughs) science fiction movies before. Ellen Page. Okay. She's in uh, the X-Men. Yeah. She was Kitty Pryde in one of the X-Men movies. She was in Inception, of course. She was uh, totally hardcore in that roller skating movie, I think, that I never saw. Uh, (laughs) She's she's really cute.
0: Alright. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, we run into basically the same age issues that I have with Summer Glau. Yep.
3: Well, so. yeah, I
2: guess Ellen Page isn't 16, but how many 16-year-olds play 16-year-olds in movies? It's true.
0: Well, here's true. the thing is, I don't actually watch anything Halloween? that Those features... Kids are in high school. ...like younger actresses like that. So my, my pool to draw from is very, very small. Um, all right. Next up, I've got SayZed. And playing him, I have a gentleman by the name of Sterling K. Brown. Uh Who I know from this is Us and Supernatural, I think my nephew
2: is named after him.
1: well, I had the same person <laughs> for second <laughs> that is so weird wait really yes
0: that's awesome i'm I'm guessing you watch this is Us also.
1: No, actually, I couldn't think of anyone for season, so I was just scrolling through the top actor lists on IMDb. Like, oh. I need someone for this part, okay. and he looked okay. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, he could do that." And well,
0: you should watch This Is Us. It's an excellent show that's about to start its third series or er, third season. Um, he is freaking fantastic in it. He was very, very good as a uh, recurring character on Supernatural um, back before they. Turned him into a vampire and killed him off. Um, what the heck
3: is This Is Us? I don't even know what that is. It's a
0: TV show. Okay, you know thanks. It's, okay. So, you know how you can go to the movies and they have the moving pictures? Well, lately they have these things oh called talkies. Okay, I meant what is it about,
3: Mr. Um, Mart Alec? Just watch an episode, you'll be fine. A talkie, <laughs> a talkie. Like, is it just, like, drama, comedy, like...
0: Yes. Just watch an episode. You'll you'll probably like it, and if you don't, who
3: cares? You lost an hour. Maybe this is why I can't come up with cast list, because I don't watch anything. Do you watch cartoons? Yes, I cartoons. do, so... It's All right, Dave. Okay. Who's Where your Sazed?
2: Who are we on?
3: Seizeit.
2: it, Oh, okay. I think Craig will appreciate this one. Um... All right, did you ever see Star Trek the Next Generation? Yeah. You know Deanna Troi's mother, Loxana Troi? Yes. Did you go you with know... Lurch? Not Lurch. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about her attendant, Uh, Ham. You know, he's like a foreign species. He's servile. He's got like the servant clothes. And he's like really sarcastic. But he doesn't talk, and this is the problem. Pretty sure um, that
0: same dude did actually play Lurch on the yeah, Adam Family movies.
2: <laughs> yeah, in the Adam Family <laughs> movie. Well he talks a little as Lurch, right? Right. Anyway. So whatever. I, I'm not I'm not dead set on Hom, I just you know, I think of him he's a really charismatic, servile dude. Whoever we get to play Say though, he has to be voiced by David Warner.
3: Mm-hmm. Who's who's that? Yeah,
2: help me out here. He was the lobe in Freakazoid, and
3: <laughs> continue like helping really me out, famous, out here. Uh, Talk, looks kind of like I just hold on, on, like I a got a pitch, pitch, pitch scratchy sorry.
2: voice.
3: I I, I assume is this is him. No, that's an English. Yeah, accent. that's him. That's him. That's
2: him. Yeah, he was. Okay. Um, I mean, he did a ton of stuff outside of cartoons, but I've seen him in multiple Steven Spielberg cartoons. Not seen him, but heard his voice and. He's got like this really wisen's like high pitched scratchy voice, and as we learned today, says it is a eunuch. So,
1: <laughs> now that now that Craig has linked the picture for us, and I've seen the face, I, I know exactly what he sounds like, and I can hear it.
0: <laughs> oh wait, wasn't he in Tron? Oh, uh, like as the is old he? sage is dude, no, his NCAA? voice is too deep.
2: David Warner has a like more high pitched voice. Yeah, yeah L- he's, he's the master on, control we'll find, program. We'll find he's some Oh, is he? Yeah. You mean Moses? That's a Star- South Park reference. Never mind. Anyway. cut that fire out. All right, next one. Uh, well, next well, I'll up. Find a, I'll find like a voice clip of something David Warner is doing.
0: Well, no, I know exactly what he sounds like because I've seen things he's been in. Just I don't know a single voice of a one-off character from an episode of a TV show I haven't watched in 20 years.
3: The
2: Lobe was one of the main villains. Okay, <laughs> uh, do you remember that episode of No I, I, where d- it was like You can Christmas you
0: can stop describing the because the answer that flies of Do I remember beard? the episode of is no.
2: It <laughs> was the <a> narrator <laughs> in that story.
3: Never mind. It's hey, it's so funny because
1: <laughs>
3: my my wife just linked the Hello Lobby. Yeah. Play, which is supposed to be like Hello Dolly. But... I saw Hello Dolly this year, actually. Yeah. All right. A girl
0: from my church played the lead. Next uh, up, anyway. we have Ham. And playing Ham, I have Vin Diesel. Uh, close to mine.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, okay. I put The Rock. The Rock, yeah. I also Dave, considered The Rock.
1: Second choice. That was my second choice for Ham. My first choice is Dave Batista.
0: Also uh... very good. Um. So, we have Vin Diesel, we have The Rock, and we have Dave Bautista. I mean, they're basically all the same
3: person, right? (laughs) I'd probably pick Vin Diesel over The rest. Like, if I had to choose between those three, I think Vin Diesel, just because I I know he's done a lot more, and he's done more, like, nuanced roles. Although The Rock is second when it comes to that.
0: Alright, next up, I have Breeze. And I have him being played by Patton Oswalt.
1: Okay, I like that. I do like that. My choice for Breeze was Colin
3: Firth. Okay. Oh, that one. I, I think like I like that. that.
2: I That's like really Firth. good. Yeah. That's better than mine. I went with a, a in a similar direction, but I didn't think of Colin Firth. I wrote down Kelsey
3: Grammer. <laughs> 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 I could see that, too. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Those are both really good. And
2: if you're wondering what that's a reference to, it's a reference to HomestarRunner.com, the Homestar
0: menu page. Okay. Moving on, uh, I have Clubs (laughs) uh, being played by Ron Perlman. Okay. Yeah.
3: Right.
1: Just the cranky uncle who is 100% done with the entire affair. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's basically been Ron Perlman's whole career. Like... Yeah, like that's yeah. every character he's ever played.
2: I don't know who that is. I wrote down Mad
0: Eye Moody, <laughs>
1: Brendan Gleeson. Okay, yes, yeah. yes, he could do it too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I can. I can I totally see that Mad-Eye also.
3: Moody either,
0: but... uh, so Ron Perlman, Dave, uh, was in Pacific Rim. He played Hellboy in the first two Hellboy movies. There's apparently yeah, going to be another the one with David Harbor movie
2: with Gladys, right?
0: Yep. What?
2: Okay. Yes. He yeah. Looks, he looks like he could do the thing. Okay. And who played Mad-Eye Moody?
0: Uh Brendan Gleason, who has had an incredibly long and rich, varied career, and now everyone only he remembers him similar. because he was in Harry Potter. <laughs> like like he's one of he he might be one of the greatest actors to have ever lived. And nope, he was in Harry Potter, so that's that's <laughs> the only thing he's ever done with his career. Absolutely. <laughs> I um, didn't even know his name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Case I didn't notice. Uh, Tori, did you know what Did Tori, did you have someone for clubs?
1: I was kind of going with Bruce Willis.
0: Okay. Bruce Willis is too handsome. <laughs> no. Not that the other actors aren't good looking. <laughs> did you I'm say saying. no? I'm saying absolutely not. Bruce Willis is not too handsome.
1: Right. Just, uh, I... I... Like I said before, he's 100% done with everybody's ridiculousness. And I think Bruce Willis pulls that off very well in many of the characters he's done.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, especially Red. Like, go rewatch Red. Like, he he was yes. about as done as he has ever been in Red. Right. Um, I was
1: kind of thinking of his, his uh, Hitman character in The Whole Nine Yards, which, if you haven't seen that, is... Hilarious.
2: I remember going to see that movie because I thought Matthew Perry was
0: the coolest guy in the world. Wow. Oh, you poor (laughs) sweet (laughs) summer child. All right. Uh, Next up, I have Spook uh, being played by Jeremy Sumter. Jeremy Sumter is a uh, younger actor who I know primarily as Peter Pan from the 2003 Uh. Peter Pan um, which also starred uh, bu- 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 Lucius Malfoy. What's his face? I don't know his name, but yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. I'm DB. Field sure. Roy Lockhart.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
0: Jason Isaacs. Yeah, but oh,
1: I saw that. Yeah,
0: Jeremy Sumter was um, was Peter Pan, and apparently he's still doing stuff. I haven't seen him in anything basically since then. Uh, he was also in. A really, really, really good movie that no one has ever seen called Frailty. Um, that was like written, directed, and starring Bill Paxton. And it was super duper good. And he was one of the kids in that. Alright, anybody else have a spook? Eh, I don't have a
2: good one. I just kind of wrote it down. Um, wrote Victor Crumb.
0: Because <laughs> he talks funny. I don't know. It wasn't really well thought out. All right, dude, you, oh, I, th- I realize that we're getting there, but you got to read some books that aren't Harry Potter. <laughs> like, like some. And yeah. watch other movies, too. Yeah.
2: Man. I didn't really care for the Harry Potter movies after the second one. But the, yeah. the first two are the ones... I know there's a director exchange and a different Dumbledore, uh, but I also think part of it was because I saw the first two movies, then read all the books and then watch the rest of the movies.
0: All right, uh, Tori, did you have a spook?
1: Yeah, I like Tom Holland.
3: Ah, uh, okay.
1: Our, our our new baby Spider Man in the Marvel yeah. movies.
3: I I thought about him. I was actually just thinking about him. Yeah, yeah because I'm trying to see if I can cast someone so quickly before the segment ends.
1: Because awkward teenager, he's he's got it.
0: I I find much of my day is consumed thinking of Tom Holland. <laughs> uh all right moving on uh Elland is my next and for him i have kieran culkin uh who many of you may remember as macaulay culkin's little brother both in real life and in home alone uh yeah. in addition he was in scott pilgrim
3: mm-hmm.
0: as yep. the roommate wallace. wallace thank you um He's been in a bunch of other stuff that I've never seen. But I have those two touchstones and I think with with, with those he can play
3: Ellen. Yeah, maybe. He's a little intense though, and uh. <laughs> Ellen doesn't come out as that intense to me. <laughs> what? What's going on? Why you couldn't
2: save this one for last for me?
3: Go on! I, I didn't realize I, I
2: needed to save one for last for I don't you. Hear know what Tori has to say because she's going to want to change hers to mine
0: after she hears what I got for this.
1: Oh, you think so?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, we're doing that. Okay.
1: All right. Well, so Alan, <laughs> I had, um, and I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but Sam Claflin. Claflin. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, He was in the Hunger Games. Um, As the, um... Oh, I don't even remember the character's name.
3: The non-PETA boyfriend guy? (laughs) Well, he's the other potential love interest. Wait.
0: No, wasn't that one of the lesser Hemsworths? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. no,
1: I'm not talking about the Hemsworth. Okay. Um,
3: Finnick Odair. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. the
1: character's name. I got nothing. uh, Um... Cause... I don't
2: know. He's too smooth though. Like Elend is just, you know, he's forces himself to be smooth when it's more convenient than putting up with people. Like he doesn't really He's not like Elend isn't smooth. He
0: just knows how to act smooth for a second.
1: Yeah. Okay. So who was your
3: pick?
0: Yes. Right. Wallace with uh-huh. your with your pointing <laughs> to the fences. Go ahead, man. Knock it out of the park. Let's let's see how this goes.
2: Uh, Arnold from Magic School Bus, but he's a little more mature and confident, but still deep down a nerd.
1: All right,
0: maybe. I don't know Magic
3: School Bus, so I
0: don't know. Yeah, let's let's move. Let's.
2: Yeah, he was the nerdy kid with like the glasses and the crazy orange hair from the Magic School Bus. Oh, I know. But like, imagine him being a young adult and more confident, and you know knows how to be kind of smooth when he wants to be, but generally just wants to keep to himself and read books. So
0: <laughs> for that, well, it was either that for that, that description. That or, uh, what you actually want is Topher Grace because that yeah. is the real life real life version of that character.
1: You did Topher just Topher Grace. That uh huh.
2: Well, it was either that or it was either Arnold from Magic School Bus or Daniel
0: Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already used Dan Radcliffe
3: in the last one we did of these. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, he's he's, all, he's back on the market again. All right. Hang
1: on. Rehire like, him. I think, I think Daniel Radcliffe could do it, though.
0: I think he could too. Daniel Radcliffe is an incredible actor. He could play the <laughs> shark in Jaws. <laughs> Like he could be all of these characters. Daniel Radcliffe could play Vin, all right. Sure, <laughs> he could play Vin, and he could make us believe it. Um, all right, next up, I have Yedin, and playing Yedin, I have Michael Sheen. Okay.
3: Uh, anybody know who oh, Michael Sheen is? Do I need to explain it? I feel like Yedin so, doesn't really have much presence. Like he's just he's just there, and it's like, oh yeah, you're totally putting this rebellion together, and he's just. You run over him like you don't do that with Michael Sheen. Maybe, maybe not. All right.
0: So, anyone else have a Yaden?
1: No, I uh, didn't have a Yaden.
0: Okay.
2: I, I was kind of thinking if you could make him look young enough to play Yaden Woody Harrelson, but like,
3: mm, I
2: think it has not, not like on. not look like Woody Harrelson from Cheers, but look like
0: modern day Woody Harrelson, but younger. <laughs> so like white men can't jump Woody Harrelson. <laughs> like is that about the Woody Harrelson era we're going for here?
2: Like if he were to age in reverse but look different
0: than he did when he was originally
2: young.
1: So what we want is Woody Harrelson except we don't want Woody Harrelson.
0: Yeah, this wasn't my strongest pick, I'll admit. <laughs> Fair enough. Um all right, let's let's move on to the next one. Uh, For Docs, I've got Russell Crowe, the gladiator himself. Wow. Mm -hmm. Dr. John Nash, Russell Crowe.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh,
2: I mentioned this before when I cast Kelsier back in week two, and I'm sticking with Martin Freeman. Okay. Because he has to put up with Kelsier, but (laughs) he's still kind of his friends with him.
3: (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, did Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. And Minecraft Homes.
1: Uh, on a sim- but, actually,
3: but actually changing it to
2: Moriarty.
1: Uh, I, I pulled my inspiration from a similar place, but kind of the other direction. I picked Jude Law. Oh,
3: uh, yeah, okay. By,
1: um, he played Watson in that Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr. And just as being the straight man who is trying to keep this whole crew going and keep the plot on the rails. Um, so, yeah, Jude Law. Okay. Him. Yeah,
0: I like that. I like that better than mine. Both of yours, actually, I like better than mine. Yeah. I win. <laughs> you got one, Dave. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, I have Baron Von Meterstick. Mm. Uh, being played by Army Hammer, uh you guys know who Army Hammer is I know who Armand Hammer is
1: um I know who Arm- he was in
0: the man from Uncle he was in the social network um he played the Winklevoss twins uh he's been in stuff he was he was the Lone Ranger in that really bad Lone name? Ranger movie. His name also is Armand Hammer,
2: like the guy that made up the baking soda. Uh,
0: he's like his Armand grandson or great grandson or something. like oh, that. Oh, is he actually related to? Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, he's he's actually like a really Armand solid Hammer, actor. Such a cool name, dude. In addition, dude stands about six foot five. And he can be intimidating. Yeah, like he he is a a beef slab of a man. I feel like they wouldn't have to do much in the way of special effects to make him look intimidating as all heck as as the Lord Ruler.
1: Well, except that from everything I've heard, he's such a nice and likable guy.
3: Uh, so he was the can, Lord Ruler originally. He can act intimidating, though. That's yeah. just like um, Biff from Back to the Future. He's actually a really nice, cool guy. And he had to play the bully in, in all three movies. Mm-hmm. Which is the only thing he's known for and now? Multiple boys in the second Nah, he's in psych. He's in psych, helping an orphanage win a truck. Right. So he's taken on other roles, but who else knows him for those? Me. He I actually.
0: Know. He actually. I. I he actually I has like me. these cards printed out ahead of time that he just carries on him. When people recognize him has recognize him as Biff, he just hands them a card and walks away and the card is like I'm not actually biff I'm a really nice guy I do this this and this and this get to know my full career thanks for being a fan etc um all right anyone else have a lord ruler I did not even think to cast
2: him because we don't really interact with him directly up to this point in the book
0: to see glimpses of his past and That is true but present even without him being on screen for where you are he's still like a major character Right. I understand. I just,
2: like, they would,
0: I'm sure if there were a movie
2: version of Mistborn, and there might be, I don't know, but they would have flashbacks, uh, you know, from the logbook, so they would at least cast young Lord Ruler in part one of this. All right, Tori, what you got?
1: I, I didn't have a Lord Ruler. I thought and thought and thought, but I just couldn't find the right fit, in my opinion.
0: All right. Uh, next up, and we're getting, we're getting close to the end of my list. Like, we're, we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah, I
1: uh, only have one other character cast.
0: I have two more. Uh, I've got Lord Renew, uh-huh. and I have him being played by Oliver Platt.
1: Oh, yes. Beloved <laughs>
0: character actor, Oliver Platt. Um, dude has been in literally a million things. I can't name, yeah. like, any one thing that stands out as this was a, an exceptionally Oliver Platty role, um but no, he's been in everything.
1: I do like Oliver Platt. My pick for Renew was Tom Hanks.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I mean it's hard to beat Tom Hanks in anything. In yeah. Anything. there's no crying and noble balls. <laughs> uh all right, Dave, did you have did you have a Lord Renew? Oh I sure do. Who you got? <laughs> I, wrote,
2: <laughs> I wrote Shelley the Killer. Uh, what? Shelly DeKiller from the Phoenix Wright series by Capcom. Okay. He is this, like, sneaky assassin guy, and he's had facial reconstruction surgery and has to take on roles of whatever will, you know, go along with what job he is uh, pursuing. So uh-huh. that's just who
3: I imagine, like, as yeah. I'm reading. Uh, so quick side note the first three games are coming to the switch and i might actually get them again. Oh, All right.
0: good. so good. So, last one on my list and i added this actually at the last second while dave was giving his recap. Uh i have Menace. Old Man Menace. Everyone's favorite old man. That was the man. one i was referring to. Uh and i have him being played by Ian McShane. Uh Ian McShane from Deadwood, Ian McShane from um American Gods. He voiced Tai Lung on Kung Fu Panda. Like, dude is a legend.
1: I, I think he was my pick for uh, was it Royle in Elantris.
0: Probably so. that that rings a bell. Yeah.
1: But no, if we're gonna cast Menace, I'm I'm gonna go with um, Michael Kane,
0: Okay, I can see that. Yeah, uh,
2: Dave. Okay, I have a few that I was thinking for Menace: Johnny Cash. But if he's not available, then David Carradine, and if he's
0: also not available, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> um if Jeff Bridges end, ends up dead tomorrow, we know it's your fault. <laughs> Is David Carradine dead? Isn't he? I, am I am I, I not thinking of the right person?
2: I knew I knew Johnny Cash was. I'm not I I thought maybe David Carradine was, but I wasn't sure.
0: Oh yeah. No. Him. Super dead. Died I in two thousand nine. Oh, wow, that's only like... Holy crap! That was nine years ago. Uh, and if you would like to look up the cause of death, you're welcome to do so. I'm not going to mention it here. I'd appreciate it if you didn't. Also,
3: don't. I don't know who that is. I don't know how to spell his oh, name. Oh, Wow, how about that? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. How do you spell his name, David? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Just look up Kill Bill. He was. Bill oh, oh, the, the the gun. Okay, that. Yeah. Thank you. That's
2: all I needed. I mean, Um, he was, like, super famous before Kill Bill, but... Yeah, he was Kung Fu. He was Kung Fu. From 1972 to
0: 1975. Um, Alright, did anyone have anything that I... Or any characters that I did not?
2: I have one more. Okay. I cast Sean Eladriel. Alright, you mean
0: Sean Eladriel? Yes. Okay.
2: Ellen's former love interest. And uh, do well, you want to take a guess who I cast
0: as her? I could not even begin to suspect. Like I, dude, I, I get some glimpses into how your brain works, and I just I don't, <laughs> don't want to go any no, deeper. This
2: is a this is a legit one. I wrote down Aubrey Plaza. Okay,
0: all right, really pretty, yeah,
2: kind of a jerk in a lot of her roles. <laughs> I can I, I can get down Scott with Fulcrum that. versus the World uh, cast member. Also was... Parks and Rec. Parks and Recreation. She's yep. less of a jerk in that. Well, later on in the series, she becomes less of a jerk. But in the beginning, she was just kind of off-put by everything.
0: Yeah, I wanted... I tried to cast Chandelier, and I just couldn't. Because, again, my, my pool of younger female actresses is not a big one. I just don't watch much stuff that has... Younger female actresses, and man, I should probably branch out a little bit, huh? You
2: know what? I, It's funny is I actually wrote down Anna Kendrick first, just because I was trying to just think of, you know, like, oh, who's an actress that's, like, really gorgeous and I have a crush on her, but no one, no such person really exists. I don't, like, there are a couple actresses that I think are pretty, but I, I don't, like, have huge time crushes on them, but Aubrey Plaza comes close.
0: All right. Uh, Tori, uh, did, you have, did you have a Shan Sean did. Aladriel. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I did not cast anyone for that.
0: Uh, Alright, did you have any other um, roles that we didn't cover yet?
1: Nope, we've gone over my whole list.
0: Cool, cool. Um, so obviously there will, you know, we've got two and a half books left of, of Mistborn Era 1 to cover. There will be more characters introduced you know as we move on um,
3: so what you' is I get a second attempt
0: I'm actually cool with not even bothering to go into spoiler territory in this one okay I feel like we're we're pretty good um, but for the next couple of books um, for when we get to castless just I just want to sort of focus on the newer characters that are introduced because we've Whoa, got spoiler. we've got things pretty well settled on the established characters so all right. Uh, anyone got anything else for, for this week?
1: Uh, well, yeah. When um, In Chapter 24, when we've got Spook talking with his weird dialect, um, Dave, I know we've told you to avoid the annotations because, spoilers, but um, Sanderson has a translation in, in the annotations of um, everything that Spook was saying in that chapter. Would you like to hear it?
2: Uh, yeah, if... Mike's okay with having it on the show, or (laughs) if you just want to tell me about it later. Yeah, I I remember this. This
0: isn't spoilery. Go ahead.
1: Okay, so, turning to chapter 24. um, Breeze makes fun of Spook. He's such a fine lad, Breeze noted, accepting the drink. Nudge him elemantically. If only the rest of you ruffians were so accommodating. Spook frowned, nicing the nod on the playing without... "'Translation, it's not nice to play with people like that.' "'I have no idea what you just said, child,' Breeze said. "'So I'm simply going to pretend it was coherent? Then move on.' "'Celsier rolled his eyes. "'Losing the stress on the nip,' he said, "'nodding without the needing of care. "'Don't worry about what, what he does to you. "'He's not worth your concern. "'Riding the rile of the Rids to the right,' Spook said with a nod. "'Translation, you're probably right.' "'What are you two babbling about?' Breeze said testily. "'Wuzzing the was of brightness,' Spook said. "'Nip the having of wishing of this. "'He wants to be clever. "'He pushes people around because he wants to prove that he is clever. "'Ever wuzzing the doing of this,' Kelsier agreed. "'He's always been like that.' "'Ever wuzzing the wish of having the have,' Ham added with a smile. "'Brighting the wish of wasing the not. "'He's insecure. I think he worries that he's really not that clever.' So that's the whole thing. That was the the whole conversation and its translation.
3: And then Dachshund makes up some gibberish. Hearing it out loud, like, it definitely has a a nice, like, almost musical sound to it. But it it is, it sounds like a cumbersome way to, like, express these ideas. I always Um,
2: imagine, like, this, like, thick Cockney accent.
3: Mmm, okay, yeah.
0: You should get the audiobook at some point.
1: Yeah, the way he does it on the audiobook, it, it sa- kind of sounds like Spook is mumbling the whole time, like he's talking with a mouthful of marbles.
0: Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's how he recorded it. <laughs> where of the wozing of where, etc. So, bye Man, internet. I...
1: Bye internet.
0: Bye Craig's chat. <laughs>
3: that I can't read. It's true. Well, there's not much to that. Craig, say bye. Okay. (laughs) i say bye.
1: This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening.